And a good Thursday morning, friends. It's time for Taste Test Thursday on 95.3 DNH. I'm your host, Adam Owens. Every week, we bring a different guest on to the uh, airwaves here to talk about life and work and, of course, food. A different guest every week, someone you might know, someone you are maybe just getting to know. And my guest this morning is Jessica Tracy from Warwick, New York. Good morning, Jessica. Hi there. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for uh, agreeing to come on the show. Now, Jessica, a lot of our guests are from uh, right around the corner from our radio station in Honesdale, PA. You're from a little further out. Warwick is what? You're right on the New Jersey border, right? Correct. Uh, we're in Orange County, New York. It's right on the border of uh, New Jersey. Uh, it's actually near Mountain Creek Ski Resort oh. or Action Park. Oh, right no now. way. <gasps> yes. Oh, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Okay, cool. <laughs> Cool. Okay, so now, now Jess, you're currently a stay-at-home mom, right? I am. Yes, two boys, uh, Camden and Holden, ages uh, eleven and nine. Oh, you've got you've got an adventure behind you and an adventure in front of you. I think, right? I do, and they're virtual learning this year too, so oh. it's definitely fun. Let's talk. Well, it's definitely. I want to talk about that because I think a lot of parents are in a similar boat and I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear sort of your experience and maybe any, I don't know, any tips or tricks you might have figured out. Um, now you are uh, a former business owner. You're a stay-at-home mom of two boys. And I actually met you through uh, go-karting, which was kind of an interesting way to, to get to know. You've done a lot of driving fast in your life. Is that correct to say? I have. I have. It's actually a uh, fairly new to me. I only started driving fast uh, probably about four or five years ago. That's pretty good. But, now, to, yeah. to be fair, we're talking about driving fast on a racetrack, not in a school zone, right? Correct. Yes. Okay, very Im um, important distinction there. Right, yeah. Uh, I drive race cars with friends. And well, we have a great time doing it. This is kind of exactly the reason I've asked you on the show, and we're going to get to driving race cars and how much fun it is and how how intense it can be. And uh, I'm just really interested to hear about your experience. But let's kind of get the backstory here for, for Jessica Tracy. Now, uh, you're in Warwick, New York right now. Is that where you've always been? Where'd you grow up? Born and raised. Oh, wow, Grew cool. up here. Yep. Uh, had my first job here, went to high school here, and then I convinced my husband that we need to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, cl clearly there's something about Warwick that works for you. So um, right out of high school, uh, you know, you, did you know what you wanted to do with the rest of your life? Or were you kind of like the, the rest of us, most of us just kind of going like, oh, I don't know what to do next? You know, it was kind of like a learned. So when I started, when I was in high school, I actually started working in restaurants. Mm -hmm. uh, funny enough, I was a dishwasher and then I was a, you know, dessert pastry type um cook and then I actually was a line cook and then I went to waitressing. Whoa. Um, You've really the for the back yeah. and the front of the house, huh? I did. Well I started really young. I started there when I was like thirteen years old and I couldn't work on the floor until I was eighteen uh -huh. yet couldn't serve alcohol. So I worked my way up the the ranks and then um once I went to college I kind of fell into art and I really, really enjoy art. Um so I started taking photographs. Oh wow. And that led me into my second job or career, which is a high school photography teacher. Whoa. Oh, wow. There's there's a lot of colors in this rainbow. So, okay. So, so out of high school, you know, first of all, real quick, the re the restaurant, just to backtrack a little bit, uh, what kind yep. of, what kind of food was it? It was, um, American cuisine. It was a, a five-star dining restaurant. I mean, we had, you know, duck breast and, <sighs> You know all the goods. So, so it like the, the really burgers and burgers and fries, but it was like Kobe beef and like duck fat fries, right? Like, 
Correct. Cool. Correct. Oh, wow. Exactly. Cool. So, and you got your hands really into all aspects of the, the back end of the restaurant. So you, you really got some, some cooking chops and then you got that serving thing. And then, so photography. So this happened in college. You kind of got into photography, huh? Well, I really enjoyed it in high school. I took um, two photography classes in high school. It was, you know, film, uh, darkroom, that whole experience. I was going to ask, right. Got, yeah, once I got my hands on that, it was kind of like, wow, there's like a world out there that, you know, seen behind the lens is like totally different. So that's kind of what hooked at me. And I was also taking photographs of food, too. <laughs> so it was kind of like I had a subject matter and... Everything kind of just fell into place. Cool. So, so then in college, yeah. what you pursued this? You, there's there's more classes to take in college, right? Yes, lots more classes. So uh, I decided to go for fine arts because so I concentrated in photography, but I did go for a um, bachelor's degree in fine arts. Um, and yeah, I mean, I took every type of art class you can think of: art history, sculpture, ceramics, you name it. Cool. I took it. So, so you yep. so you wrap up college with a degree in fine arts, and then what? You go work at McDonald's or something, or you know, how did that work out? <laughs> no. So then I went and I got my master's degree Whoa. in education. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. And that's when I became a high school photography teacher. Oh, so and I cool. did that. Um, I did that for twelve years, and um, wow. you know, over the twelve years, teaching kind of changed a lot. Mm -hmm. um, it, teachers didn't have as much control in the classroom as we did in the beginning. And I started to just, I mean, I still love teaching and I loved the kids, but it, it changed and it was different. So I didn't, I wasn't in love with it anymore. So I actually um, chose to leave teaching and I opened an art gallery in dude, Warwick. Dude, wow. So <laughs> You wow! You've been on quite a journey here, and we haven't even gotten to race cars yet. So, so the tell me a little bit about this art gallery and opening it up. So, I opened a contemporary art gallery. My husband and I have been collecting art since we started dating, just because I was in love with art, and I, you know, we like to travel as well. So, everywhere we went, we kind of like sought out the art museums and the galleries, and we started to pick up pieces. And so, we had a nice collection of art ourselves. So I showed that in the gallery, and then, you know, I hooked up with a lot of local artists, and actually artists all over the country, and, you know, I would have them show their work and have nice, you know, gallery openings, and, um, yeah, I mean, that, that went on for about four years, yeah. and unfortunately, where I live in Warwick, I did have a lot of um, New York City customers that would come up, and I would deliver art down to them. But it was uh, few and far between. So Warwick was a little bit slow in purchasing high-end contemporary art. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't getting, you know, it wasn't necessarily paying the bills. And Right. It, was, I, it uh, wasn't selling quite like hotcakes. It was selling a little exactly. more like, yeah, something else. Okay. All right. Well, no, and right. that, that's a little bit of the function of where you might have been located for sure. And, you know, uh, okay, so, so four years at the art gallery. By the way. Cool. Really, just so cool that you were able to do that. And Thanks. did that? Did that? You know, kind of fade away, or did you close it up, or is it still there? How? What happened? So I ended up closing. Um, we, I mean, my husband and I still have tons of art that we just display in our home. Um, I am trying to sell some pieces on eBay. Um, 
just to because I have so much of it at this point. <laughs> but yeah, I just had to close it up, and then um, and that's when I decided my boys were right at the right age; they were younger that I needed to concentrate on them. So, so, so Jess becomes a stay-at-home mom after having really quite a, a couple of careers and really some awesome adventures out there, uh, both uh, displaying art but also sort of teaching art. I think that's really cool. Good Correct. for you for you know instilling yeah. that in young minds. Now, uh, the transition from uh, film to digital photography, you were right there on the edge of it, weren't you? Oh, yeah, right there. As a matter of fact, that was a, like, a very, you know, uh, high contention in the in the mm. schooling whether or not you should ditch the film and go all digital or should children learn the basics and how things actually you know evolved into digital and I think I was definitely on that that cusp where I had to teach both yep. and um, it was it was very cool because I could teach you know in Photoshop you can teach how to do this one thing but it all stems from the darkroom experience, and yeah. I was able to bridge that gap. You, so. you sort of build up the basics and, and explain where these things come from, and then they make a little exactly. more sense. Yeah, cool. Yep. Oh, I totally, totally dig it. Okay, so well, let me ask you for a hot tip here then. As a, as a photographer for a long time and a photography instructor, I wonder if you have, you know, just some sort of basic tips for anybody out there, because now we all have these camera phones that have these incredibly high-resolution, you know, uh, image sensors on them. Uh, everyone's a photographer in a way, you know, what do you have in terms of a, you know, a good beginner tip for someone who's just wants to take better pictures? Um, I think the biggest tip probably to make you take better photographs is change your angle. Think about it in terms of a worm's eye view, meaning get down on the ground and shoot upward or a bird's eye view, get above whatever you're shooting and shoot from that, that bird's eye angle and it'll change everything. It'll change your entire um, view mm. of of what you're looking at. So we all see the we yeah. all see the world through sort of eye level, and so it's kind of natural instinct to try to take a photo from that same level. But when you can change that dramatically, the the effect is really pronounced. It sounds like correct. Cool. Composition just changes. Completely. Good tip, Jess. I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, Jessica Tracy is my guest on Taste Test Thursday this morning. We are going to take a little break. We're going to come back. Now, Jessica has been a photography instructor. She's worked at restaurants. Uh, She's been a sort of food photographer. She's had an art gallery. And she, as of a few years ago, drives race cars. So we're going to (laughs) talk all about that when we come back here on Taste Test Thursday. And we're back. Taste Test Thursday continues here on 95.3 DNH. My guest this morning is Jessica Tracy from Warwick, New York. She's been an art gallery owner, a photography instructor. She's spent lots of time working in restaurants. Uh, She's currently a stay-at-home mom for two growing boys, and she drives race cars. Hi, Jess. Hi. Boy, what a resume, huh? Yeah, it's pretty long. <laughs> um, so, you know, in the last uh, in our last little chat, we were talking about some of the things you've done, including a lot of travel, uh, collecting art, and uh, you mentioned your husband a couple of times. Like he's kind of your partner in crime for all this, as as a partner should be. Um, tell us how you guys met. What's the story there? So, my husband Justin and I have been together for twenty one years now. We've been married for oh shoot, uh. 12, well, that, that's old enough 12, to drink right there, Jess. <laughs> yeah, actually, we met in high school. Well, I was in high school. He was in his first year of college. Yeah. And we met at a snowboard contest. He, um, It was a contest at night at Mountain Creek. 
and um, it was $20 to enter, and I didn't have the money, and I was really bummed about it, and it just so happened I found $20 on the floor, and I was like, it's fate, it's meant to be. I picked up the money, I registered, and as I was walking up the hill, here's this guy, and he looks at me, and he goes, so you come here often? (laughs) And I nearly died, because I knew it was a joke. Yeah. Like, it was just, you could tell. And um, and from that point on, I mean, we've pretty much been inseparable. Wow. Um, yeah, we, we snowboard every winter. I mean, we drive race cars together. We're very, you know, into sports, and I think that's how we kind of connected. And he's also uh, an amazing kind of graphic artist. We connected there, too. Um, and we just have a really great relationship. We're really good friends. And I wouldn't be where I am without him. Well, dang, Jess, that's a that's a great story. So the cheesy pickup line really worked, huh? Oh, it worked. It worked. I I laughed so hard for a good long while. You want you want to hear you want to hear my my cheesiest pickup line? Yes. All right, it goes like this: <clears throat> Hey, lady, are you my appendix? Because I don't understand how you work, but this feeling in my stomach makes me want to take you out. That's pretty terrible, right? Yeah, that's good. Uh, You probably would have run the other way. So, hey, (laughs) snowboarding, huh? Yes. How did the contest go? Was it was it like fastest, highest jump? What was big tricks? What was it? Uh, It was a big air contest. So, um, it was a forty-five foot booter, like just a big old jump. Whoa! I happen to be the only girl there, which is probably why I got the pickup line. Uh huh. Um, Yes. Girls were very limited in the snowboard world back then. Uh-huh. This was like this was like ninety nine or two thousand, I believe. Okay. And um, yeah, we were both competitive snowboarders. He was a professional snowboarder actually for uh, a few years, competing in the U.S. Open. And you know, I actually knew Justin. Like I, I was the girl that like you know was on the chairlift going, "Hey, look at that guy!" And I'd scream, "Hey!" You know. You were a fan, fan, <laughs> fan girl. Yeah. I I was. I was a little bit of a fangirl, maybe like stalker level, but <laughs> <laughs> Well, it seems to have worked I, out for you. It did, it did. So, um yeah. I mean that's that's it. That's a great story. And then so so you're you're racing cars together too. So I think that's a, a great segue into this sort of part of our chat, which is how I got to know you. Uh, originally I, I was trying to uh, put a little team together for a six hour go kart endurance race over in Cutabackville, New York, and my buddy Trevor was like, Oh, we gotta see if we can get Jess on the squad and I'm like, Yeah, sure, great, awesome. It was because I, I and, and you know, anybody on the team would be better than me. So he says, uh, oh, let me reach out to her. So he reached out to you and, and you said yes, and we all went and had a great time. We did pretty well that day, right? We did. We did great. We beat your husband's team, didn't we? We did, which is like the main goal. <laughs> that was that was the only goal. And I think if I'm right if I remember right, you got a faster, fastest lap than he did. I did, I did. Uh, me and Justin are extremely competitive, both of us by nature. Yep. But it it, it even comes to a, a bigger head when the two of us compete with each other. I mean, from day one, we've always been, I mean, we met at a competition. Right. So, you know, who can dress better, who's cooler, who can do, you know, this or that. All right. So has he has so, he had a radio interview yet? He has not. Aha. Yes. Score one team, Jess. All right. Good. Wow. So so now driving driving race cars on racetracks, uh, who was doing that first or did you both get into it at the same time? Okay. So it was right around um, our second child. Things were absolutely crazy hectic uh, here at home. I had gone back to work teaching, and he came home with an ultimatum one day, and he said, listen, 
I'm going to join a racetrack and buy a race car or we are hiring a nanny. And I was like, we're not hiring a nanny. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and he, he, he knew what the answer I, was going to be going into this, didn't he? You know, I thought he was joking. I was like, racetrack, where is there a racetrack? You're not buying a race. Like, I, I, I had no idea about the racing world at all. Right. Like, I didn't know what existed in my small little town here. And um, so one day I came home from work, and I kid you not, there was a race car sitting in my driveway. Oh and I was God. like, what? I thought I thought there was a friend here or something. Sure, someone, goes, yeah. No, no, I bought that today, and I joined a racetrack. Oh, and I was like, gosh. wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and that's how, that's how he started. So he started racing for probably two years before I did. And I was like, okay, whatever. You know, like, I'm actually pretty easygoing, whatever goes. And he tried to get me to go racing with him over the, those two years. And I was like, kids, work, like, I was like, I can't do this. I don't have time for this. Yeah. No thanks. And then eventually I went up there one day and he goes, hey, just come on up. Just just look and see what it's about. And I was like, fine, I'll go watch. Little did I know that when we arrived, he says, suit up. I signed <sighs> you up for race school. Oh, no. Kid you not. Uh. So I'm like, and here's like, you know, 10 other guys. They're all suited. They're all ready to get in these race cars to drive. And he's like, come on, you got to go. And I'm like, really? You did this to me? And oh. so I suited up and I got in a race car. And at the end of the race school, I said, how do I sign up for advanced? Nice. So it, <laughs> it, it, was awesome. it worked. He hooked you. He, he snuck you in oh, there. He, he hooked you. He knew, me very, he knew me very well. And he knew that once I got in a race car, that that was it. I was hook, line, and sinker. Huh. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk just a little bit about what, what kind of race car we're talking about here. Because, you know, you've got your you've got drag racing. This is not drag racing, right? Nope. Drag racing it's, is just straight line, quarter mile, you know, open the throttle and close it once you cross that quarter mile line. So this is not that. Uh, oval track, is this like oval track driving? Uh, not really. Uh, we call it road racing. Some people like to call it tarmac racing. Um, there is left and there is right. Okay. And there might be a straightaway in there as well. Correct. Yes. So, okay. So this is, this is road racing. This is like a circuit course, like you might see at uh, Le Mans or I don't know, something like that. Right. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So, um, now in terms of the kinds of cars, like there's a, there's a whole variety, I'm sure. Right. Lots of different cars, lots of different, you know, power to rate ratios, horsepower. Um, we actually drive a uh, 2001 BMW E46 M3. Okay. Um, as well as a uh, Subaru Ooh. Uh, BRZ that has an LS3 engine swapped into it, which is a Corvette engine. Wait a second. So, whoa, hang on. <laughs> Okay, so, so first of all, that M3 is a sweet car. I know. The, I remember when those came out. I had the issue of Automobile Magazine with that that M3 on the cover. I mean, they're so cool. They had the the six speed transmission. They they were like they were a real real fast M3. Um, but then this Subaru that you're talking about. Now Subaru makes all wheel drive cars for winter and snow and all that. But then a couple of years ago, they started making this rear wheel drive car. But it had a four cylinder engine, so it wasn't really particularly fast. But it was kind of fun to drive because it was well balanced. It was rear wheel drive, so it was a little squirrely if you got if you got a little throttle onto it. But you're telling me you swapped out a Corvette motor for that four cylinder? Yes, we did. <laughs> oh my God, that's got to be a handful. Uh, it is actually amazing. Really, it is. Well, because it's so light, and like you said, it handles so well. Um, 
you know, just so now we have all of this power and I literally, I think the first few times that I drove it, I like was just screaming like with excitement. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Oh man. You felt like you were in a jet. You were just like, wow, like pinned back in the seat because the car is so light that the power is, it's all there. So you mentioned this, you said that you you threw out this phrase like a minute or two ago, power to weight ratio. Now, can you kind of explain that for people who are new to this? Uh, So power to weight is pretty much um, the amount of horsepower versus the amount of weight of the car. so in a, in a lightweight car, you don't need a lot of power to motivate it necessarily. And in a heavier car, you, you need more power. to. So you could actually have two cars, one big, one small. And if they have similar power weight ratios, would they kind of perform similarly on the track? Right, right. If, you know, your car is heavier, but you have, you know, more horsepower. And then if you have a lighter car with less horsepower, okay. they would be, they would be matched. But yes. so then you've got this BRZ, which, which weighs, you know, uh, you know, 300 pounds or whatever. It's very light and you've got a whole pile of power in it. So power to weight ratio on that car is like looking pretty, looking pretty nice. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. All right. She's a quick one. <laughs> Man, my guest on Taste Test this morning is Jess Tracy from Warwick, New York. She's a stay-at-home mom right now. She's been a business owner for years. Uh, she drives race cars, and I'm learning more and more about Jess. Uh, she's you now you've been on you've been on um, something called Hoonigan, is that right? Yes, actually. Uh, so back in 2018, I entered what was called the Driver Fiat Challenge Search. Okay. So they were looking for the next Fiat uh, driver. And, um, now, so Fiat, it was Fiat's just, you know, the sort of the car company, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Um, so they just wanted you to submit a one minute video about, you know, your car experience and what you were up to and, you know, and I, and I pretty much played up that I was a mom and I'm, I'm driving race cars and they loved it. And they flew me out to the Hoonigan Donut Garage in California yeah. and I got to compete with 10 other, um, drivers and we drove fiat in the dirt in the desert whoa and it was awesome oh my gosh such a great time (laughs) so you know you mentioned something a minute ago here i wanted to ask you about this on my little note sheet of questions i want to ask you it says boys club question mark and i want to talk to you a little bit about being being a lady uh in a sport that has been for a long time dominated by men uh, and but now I've, I'm seeing you know more and more female drivers come up in the ranks and and be more you know visible online and social media and things. How's that been? Um, honestly, it's been it's been quite incredible. You know, it is. There are a lot less women in the sport, obviously, but more and more women are coming out. We are proving that we are just as capable, sometimes even more capable, just because we can. We have um, this innate ability to remain much calmer in, in in certain situations than men. That's often what I find. I, I think I understand. Yeah. So we're able to, you know, maybe tackle problems um, in a better way um, in the car. Okay. So, yeah, but it's, it's really great. Lots more women in the field. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, and it, it's, it's competitive. It's really competitive. So I've been enjoying every second of it. And hey, look, and, in, in racing, uh, every ounce counts, right? And if you should happen to, you know, be a little more slender than your com- competition, it's in a little little advantage is an advantage, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. My guest, Jess, and I are going to take a quick break. Now, Jess also, was she mentioned earlier in the interview, spent a lot of time working in restaurants, even photographing food. 
And I've seen some photos on your Facebook page, Jess, of your garden. Can we talk about that when we come back? Sure. Awesome. We'll be back as Taste Test Thursday continues. Taste Test Thursday is back on 95.3 DNH. This morning, my guest is Jessica Tracy. She lives out in Warwick, New York. She's been there most of her life, and she's uh, working as a stay-at-home mom right now, but she's been working in restaurants and as a photography teacher in high schools. She's owned an art gallery, and as of about four years ago, she is a uh, actual, legitimate, honest-to-God race car driver. Hi, good morning, Jess. Good morning. Do you win? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's a polite question to ask or what. Like, and are you doing this by yourself or as part of a team? Uh, so me and my husband actually drive a um, two-man team endurance uh, in an endurance car. Ooh. So we will drive eight-hour um, long races, <sighs> two days, Saturday oh. and Sunday, and we just switch on and off. We do two-hour stints each, um, tw- two times a day, and... <sighs> So That's that so, so that that race car is going at full chat for uh, uh you know 16 total hours over the weekend? Yeah, actually with with the practice day it's a little bit more than oh, that. Oh my yes. gosh. And it, and it, and it holds together. Huh? I guess BMW makes a pretty good car, don't they? It they do. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've had a, we've had issues in the past. <laughs> sure. But yeah. Wow. I mean, usually we're good. <laughs> so so how does the so how do you have a team name or anything or our team name is Team AF. I don't think I'm allowed to ask you what that stands for. You can imagine. <laughs> Good name. I like it. Um, and, I mean, you know, again, I'll, I'll ask it again, even though it might not be a polite question. Do, do you win races? Do you place? How, how, you know, is it, or do you just do it for fun? So um, we do it for fun, but we are actually a pretty good team. We are extremely consistent, which means we are very similar in time. So on an endurance team, that's that's a key. You have to have a, a consistent team, and we do win. We actually just won this past weekend. Hey, way to go. Oh, my God. Thank you. So where were you for that? We were at Summit Point. That's West Virginia? Correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Some point, I I, I kind of know a thing or two, one or two things about this sort of stuff, and some points a name I recognize. Actually, this brings up a question I wanted to ask you. Is I sort of said like, oh, I know a thing or two about this, but I know there's some people out there who are really interested in driving on racetracks, but who maybe have no idea how to dip their toe into the water. Do you have a, a piece of advice for a newcomer for this? Sure. Um, a lot of ser- there's a lot of series out there that offer what's called HPDE or high performance driving events. Okay. Um, and you can just look that up. There's there's many different um, companies that offer this, and you can sign up your own street vehicle, mm. um, and you can go and drive on a track as long as you have you know a helmet to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also recommend definitely upgrading your brake pads and your brake fluid. Um, and possibly even your tires before going, but it, it's not necessary if you're not going to really, you know, push hard. But if you plan on, you know, pushing your car a little bit, you you would want to upgrade that. But they have, you know, all different levels. You can start from absolute beginner novice, yep. and you can work your way all the way up. And as a matter of fact, at the at the very top level, there is that race school mm-hmm. where if you work through the HPDE levels, which I believe there's four or five levels. You can then go into the race school, 
And then you are pretty much allowed to drive in many of the races and series that are offered out there today. So HPDE is, is, is you know, you in your car on the track. You know, there, there might be other cars, but you're not being competitive with them. You're just focusing on you and your own experience. But then when you step up to racing, that's when you start to try to pass people or try to block people from passing you, things like that. Exactly. And a lot of the times the HPDE, um, they offer instructors um, pre-COVID, mm. the instructors would actually sit right seat with you. Right now, I don't believe many instructors are getting in cars, mm-hmm. um, but they watch you from all points of the track, and they give you uh, all these, you know, different pointers on where you should be braking. They all, they even have radios so that they can be talking to you, you know, real real time. Um, and yeah, that's a service that they offer. Offer. And yeah, and then as you work your way up into that racing element, that's when you learn how to actually you know, um, get side by side with cars and how to start races and so on and so forth. Okay. Good, good tips. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you very much. Okay. So, um, we're going to change gears here. Sorry, terrible car pun, but, uh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk about food here, which is also something near and dear to your heart. Now, um, you've got, uh, uh, two boys, uh, what'd you say? Nine and 11 years old. Correct. So they're very hungry boys, I assume as well. Right. Yes, they're eating me out of house and home. Okay, so so what are, what are you doing to kind of keep up with their appetites? And are you, you know, kind of working in... I saw a photo of your garden that looks amazing and the stuff that you hauled out of there, just a beautiful bounty of food. Uh, are you, are they, you know, are they vegetable eaters? How's that work out? So um, I do, I do have a garden. I grew up, my, my grandparents had a garden, my mom had a garden. So it was just kind of this, you know... Um, thing that I needed to do. So I created a very large orchard uh, orchard garden, you know, pear trees, apple trees, cherry trees, uh, all kinds of vegetables, you can, anything you can really think of. And um, during the summer and fall months, that is more or less what feeds my family. Um, and my boys hate vegetables. Actually, <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. Some vegetables, <laughs> Some vegetables they like, and it's actually very odd because if I put, you know, um, tomatoes from the grocery store on their plate, they'd be like, no, I'm not eating that. But if we walked out to the garden, they'd pick a cherry tomato and pop it in their mouth like, oh, this is good. Well, you and me both know that grocery store tomatoes are barely even tomatoes. Like, they're they're they should be illegal. They're terrible. But homegrown tomato, (laughs) there's nothing quite like it. Okay, so they like the homegrown tomatoes. Uh, What else? Right. Well, I have um, recently been starting to sneak some vegetables into the foods <laughs> they don't really know about. What you, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> so I believe it was last week I made um, brownies, you know, just regular brownies. Okay. And I shredded up zucchini, like really fine, and I put this zucchini in. And zucchini, obviously, is very high water content. Yep. So it mixed in really well. And... They scarfed it down. They had no idea. And and the craziest part was was that if you looked close enough, you could very clearly see like the green skin. The green skin, yeah. In the brownies. Oh, uh, score one for mom. <laughs> just good move. Nice. I like that. Thanks. So now did the, when you put the zucchini like do you just like I don't want to accuse you of making brownies from a box, but that's totally fine if you do, but whatever. So you get the brownie mix, then you just add zucchini or do you sub it out for something else? Yes, so you would sub it out for, you know, your, your water or your oil or... Oh. I, I don't know exactly what the recipe is. I, you kind of winged it? I ended up making mine, yeah. Um, but that makes I a lot of sense. I used cocoa powder. Okay. So, actually, so when they said to me, Ma, they taste a little bit weird, I was like, oh, it's the cocoa the powder. The cocoa powder. 
Good one. Good one. And yeah, you're yeah. right. The zucchini is so high in water content that you can actually practically just swap it out for the water because it's going to, as it cooks, heats up and kind of uh, melts is the wrong word. But as it cooks, it's going to you know, release some of that water into the mix. Exactly. Oh, man. So cool. So, you know, I actually have this enormous zucchini that somebody gave me sitting on my kitchen table, like staring at me every day when I come home because I have no <laughs> idea what I'm going to do with it. I think I have an idea now. Thank you, Jess. There you go. Nice. Um, okay, well, Jess, uh, I, I'm sorry to say it, but we are just about out of time for the show. This really flew by. I feel, And I, I kind of feel like the rabbit hole goes even deeper with you. Is there is there more that we haven't even touched on here? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot that goes on. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, look, look, I tell you what. If, um, if somebody wants to follow Team AF or they want to kind of be in touch with you or learn more about, you know, driving race cars fast, is there a YouTube channel? Is there any way that they can kind of stay in touch? Uh, so if you, um, I believe Team AF Racing is our Instagram handle. Um, you can also just look me up on Instagram, uh, Jessica Tracy, one word, okay. pretty simple. And you can message me through there. Have any questions about racing or anything, really. Cool. Just thank you for making yourself available for the chat this morning. And, uh, and, and good luck out there. Stay safe, okay? Thanks. All right. My guest, Thanks for having me. My guest on Taste Test this morning has been Jessica Tracy, uh, a race car driver, photography instructor, uh, expert gardener, mom of two growing boys, just an all-around great lady. It's been tons of fun chatting with her. I've recorded the whole conversation. It's available as a podcast if you'd like to listen again or send it to somebody who you think ought to hear this. Uh, to find the podcast, just go online to radiobold.com slash taste test Thursday. Again, that's radiobold.com slash taste test Thursday. And you can look up Team A racing on instagram follow along and look up jessica tracy on instagram as well if you'd like to stay in touch and check out all the cool stuff that she gets up to well that's it for today my friends until the next time we talk stay safe and be good to each other